Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Kornheiser can't be here because he's getting a big award. And you get a big prize, too. Bill and Frank, baby. Be happy, Michael Wilbon. It's a big award. You snuck that in on me. Forget the Emmy. That was very clever. Anybody can win an Emmy. Oh, what's the I won a New York Emmy. Did you? And New York's the media market. Media capital of the world. It's just not the sports capital of the world. Ha! We'll get to that today, too. Welcome to PTI. Tony is using his induction into the National Sports Media Hall of Fame. Mr. Big Shot. As an excuse to play golf. That's what he does. So I am joined by our great friend from The Athletic, Frank Isola. Two rounds of applause now? Enough. We begin today with the U.S. women beating Spain 2-1 in World Cup play on a pair of penalty kicks. No less an expert than SI's Grant Wall called it, quote, a soft penalty in the U.S.'s favor, close quote, that decided the game. Soft or not, the American women advanced to Friday's quarterfinal match against host France, which is number four in the world behind the U.S., Germany, and England. Frank, how confident or not should the U.S. team be after today's performance? I think you have to be a little concerned. Megan Rapino, two goals in the game, both on penalty kicks, so no goals in the run of play. They went into the second half for the first time in the tournament without a lead. And I thought their back line, that goal that they gave up, you know, the uh, goalkeeper, uh, Alyssa Nair, and also Becky Sauerbrunn, they uh, bad communication on a, on a pass, which led to a goal. At this level, you cannot do that. You do that, you will lose a big tournament. Now you're going to get France in Paris. So these partisan U.S. crowds that we've seen at their matches, Not that's going to so change partisan. on Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, enough recap. I mean, it, it, although I'm looking at the penalties and I'm wondering, really? I mean, Especially the second one. Especially the second one. But okay, so they win that game 2-1. Now we go to the game in France, against France. And Rapino, I mean, she had what I thought is a great attitude about it, saying after today's game, let's go. Yeah. It is going to be a circus. Let, let's have it. I mean, that's what everybody's looking forward to. And I would agree with her. This is the, the match of the tournament so far and probably the one that could be the most memorable uh, before we get to the final. Yeah, that, that's what's hard to believe. It's going to happen so early. You know, for the U.S., you play Thailand, you play Chile. Th- those two teams... They're not in the same league as the U.S. Then when they played Sweden, both teams had already advanced. So the first tough match that the U.S. played was today. was today against Spain. Spain was very physical, and the U.S. struggled to adjust to that. And the back line, to me, that was always going to be the issue going into the tournament. Now the outside backs. But if they only give up one goal, yeah, Frank, I, you know what? That, as long as that mistake doesn't happen more than once, it can't happen multiple times in a game. But now the pressure is going to go up. It is. And when you're playing France, the, it, the hardest thing to do is win on the road. Now you're trying to win in Paris. All right. With NBA free agency set to begin this weekend, the New York Times is reporting that the Brooklyn Nets are considering signing DeAndre Jordan because he's friends with Kevin Durant. It's worth noting that the Knicks Please, acquired stop. Jordan from Dallas at the trade deadline with the same idea in mind. Michael, do you think the Nets signing Jordan will entice Durant to come to Brooklyn. So Kevin Durant is going to make a decision which is going to affect the rest of his life, including starting with a $50, $60 million difference. He's going, he's going to decide on where DeAndre Jordan is. Like he can't just reach for his cell phone and say, hey, yo, DeAndre, what's up? I mean, these reports are so they, – they anger me because this is not reporting anymore. This is just – this is simply guessing. Playing some ge- oh he's friends with him so he might go there and connecting dots that shouldn't be connected at all. 
We don't know what Kevin Durant's going to do. The only bigger wild card than Kevin Durant is Kawhi Leonard. We don't know what they're going to do, and nobody wants to say it. This, to me, means nothing. Didn't the Chicago White Sox do the same thing with Manny Machado? They hired his brother-in-law. Friends, family. Brother-in-law. Where's he? He's 2,200 miles from Chicago. You know, the Knicks during the offseason, they hired Royal Ivy who was a player in Oklahoma City when Kevin Durant was there. So that was the attachment. Now it's DeAndre Jordan. Kevin Durant, I doubt, is going to make a decision like that based on a role player. Now, Kyrie Irving, that could entice him. And we've heard for a while that maybe the two have already met. I had heard that they were going to go on vacation together after the season. That changed once Kevin Durant got hurt. But I'm not buying it. I think everyone right now is trying to figure out a way and link the teams with the players. But I will say this. Brooklyn appears to be more in play today than maybe yeah, Madison Square week. Garden too. How is that? You tell me how this. I would ask anybody sitting in that chair. You or Tony, New York guys. Is this? Does it shock you? And do you think it will hold up that Brooklyn has stepped ahead of the well, Knicks? Well, well, here's what I had heard in the terms of attraction that Kyrie Irving wants to live in New York, but he was a little concerned about Nick ownership management. How about Andre Iguodala today on CNBC? Well, you were probably said, watching. I was watching your stocks, and he said. <laughs> He said, "No one's, nobody's going nobody's to the going to New York. Sorry. How about that? Do you think he must know something no, about Durant? No, I think Durant. he's trolling everybody who wants to connect the dots. Everybody in our business wants the big scoop. This is not new. We wanted it when we were being actual reporters once upon a time. But, Frank, come on. And it, by, by the way, New York usually doesn't get anybody. I and I think Iguodala was talking about the Knicks more than all of New that, York, yeah, yeah. including Brooklyn. A- absolutely. And by the way, he also said Clay Thompson back by February. Everybody's saying that. It's Clay Thompson who wants to know, play. Look, with, with the marvels of technology yep. now and rehabilitation, Plus he hopefully wants to be back. he wants to be back. I hope he is. Yeah. We have more reading of the tea leaves down in Houston regarding the Rockets. Chris Paul told the Houston Chronicle, quote, I'll be in Houston. I'm happy about that. I'm very happy about that. I'm good. I never asked for a trade. Close quote. Frank, I'm going to ask you to play a little fortune teller. Look ahead and tell me by Christmas whether CP3 will be happy about playing in Houston. We might get, maybe we'll get Houston Lakers on Christmas Day. I think he'll be happy for this reason, because I think a lot of the overreaction to the Houston Rockets happened after they lost to the Warriors, before they knew what the injury was to Kevin Durant, before Klay Thompson got hurt. So why not the Houston Rockets? The last two years, they've been knocked out by the Golden State Warriors. Harden can still play at MVP level. I get it. Chris Paul sometimes could be difficult to get along with. Same thing happened with the Clippers. It's happening with the Rockets. But I think when you take a step back and realize they have, you can make the case for the Rockets as much as any team right now in the Western Conference to get to the NBA Finals. I totally agree with you. And so will he be happy? You know, it doesn't even matter if he's happy by Christmas. Can he be happy by the middle of June? And he's got as good a shot at that as anybody in the league. Now that Golden State is going to be in its redshirt year, and even if Klay Thompson comes back by February, we're not expecting Durant and Thompson back at full strength in 2018 and a half form by then. So the Houston Rockets... They better make themselves happy. They better realize the opportunity they've got in front of them to at least get to the NBA Finals. And I know that the Lakers are going to be improved and Utah and Denver are going to be improved. But don't you think that the Rockets right now, if we had to fill out a projection of the top six teams in the West. Would we both not have Rockets won? Of course. And for yes, a while there, they were in fourth place. That's because of Chris Harden carried them. By the way, tonight at the NBA Awards, Harden will probably finish second, second. in the MVP voting so, for yeah. the way that he played over the season. Here's my thing about Chris Paul, though. Once you sign that contract, you can demand, ask to be traded. That contract is almost untradeable. 
at this point. Yeah, but You're I'm, stuck I'm with the Rockets. They're kind of stuck. I'm not. Maybe one of his representatives said, if this maybe. doesn't happen, but I'm maybe you'd like to be out Here's the other thing I'm going to take at his word for. Everybody talks about him being tough to play with at times. Remember how that was said about Isaiah Thomas? For years, yep. and all he did was win two championships and get close two other times. I just think that guys, when they're six feet tall and have that stature, everybody's gunning for them. And there's a certain demeanor they've had to have since they were on the playground when they were 10 or 12 years old. I think Chris Paul fits into that category. And if not for some untimely injuries, his resume might yeah. look a whole lot different right and, now. And the Rockets are not trading James Harden. So no, both James not. Harden and Chris they're Paul are mar- they're married together. Yes. So get used get to along. it. Get along. All right. Kawhi Leonard will officially opt out of his contract, making him the biggest free agent on the market. There are reports that he will meet with the Clippers, Mavs, and Knicks. And Kawhi is also considering, of course, resigning with Toronto. Michael, you've covered the league forever. Do you think the NBA would be more excited if Kawhi stayed in Canada or left? You know, I don't think... I don't think that league officials much care. But I, I, I will say this, because part of it, you get the conflict of, yes, you've got this incredible fandom in the North. Yep. And then for our bosses and the other TV executives, at, at the executives at Turner, ratings don't count. So you, you, you have this preposterous thing that goes on, this dynamic which nobody should care about in terms of rating. It doesn't mean the eyeballs aren't there. The eyeballs are there from Nova Scotia, to British Columbia, they're there. We're talking about a national team. Nobody in those, nobody else in the NBA qualifies as that. And I, I'm saying this knowing that my dear friend of many years, Glenn Doc Rivers, if he's coaching Kawhi Leonard, the LA Clippers may even move ahead of the Lakers. Yeah. In not just in the West, but in that building, in terms of who is going to be closer to winning an NBA championship or at least getting the Western Conference Finals. But man, Toronto, Frank, we just saw this. I know. We just saw it. It's a, it's a national team. How can the league be unhappy about and, that? And Adam Silver and Masai Ujiri are very close. They are. And he loves what happened in Toronto this year. The league looks at itself as an international league. And I think for the next couple of years, if Kawhi, and we've heard this during the NBA Finals, maybe he would sign a one plus one or a two plus one. If it keeps him in Toronto for two more years, you look at the Eastern Conference, they could rule the East. They, they could. could end up back in the NBA Finals once over the next two years. They could possibly win one. I wonder if Kawhi is thinking that as well. Eventually, I believe that, that he's going to the Clippers, you but do? I think he knows. Not necessarily now. Maybe not now, but I think eventually he's going. By the way, two billboards out in LA. I, I noticed with the Kawhi license tax we, in California. We, we, it said, we SoCal. We are the SoCal. And I'm just trying to figure out what, what, which one of these things would I like more just as a, a basketball fanatic. And they both have their attractions. But there is something, I guess, when you grew up in the cold, like I did, there's something about a big-time free agent and maybe now the best two-way player in the game saying, I'm going to stay right here. I got everything here I I could have. How about the fact that he hasn't left the city yet? He's been there he's since been day one. He's been showing up at Blue Jay games. I heard Toronto in the summer. the grapevine, July 2nd, he's meeting with the Clippers. Mark it down. Okay. Tell okay. you guy Doc Rivers, wear a suit that day. about your, your grapevine. <laughs> All right. It's not, I hope Doc doesn't watch the show today. The confines of Wrigley Field weren't so friendly yesterday afternoon to a Newsday reporter who was cursed and threatened by Mets manager Mickey Calloway and relief pitcher Justin Vargas. The club has fined both men for their roles, which various Mets officials have called disappointing, intolerable, regrettable. The issue that got the Mets so riled is merely basic postgame baseball 101. Why'd you leave that guy in to get up the home run that lost us the game? Frank, the Mets are nine games out, four under, 
Is this the excuse they're going to use to fire Callaway? Well, they haven't yet, and I think it'll be something that they'll add on to it. You know the way it works in New York. The two baseball teams get covered like it's nobody's business. And talk radio, they, they'll break down every single move the manager makes. And Mickey Callaway's moves have been questioned for a couple of years right now. And his use of the bullpen is a disaster. Now, when he was, after he was done with his press conference, got dressed, he's walking out. The reporter said, see you tomorrow. Mickey Callaway blows up. Then Vargas is staring the reporter he's, down, he just threatens him, walks toward him, totally out of line. So the Mets find both of them. They find the pitcher, Vargas, yeah. and they find uh, Callaway as well. The Mets right now are a complete disaster in New York. You got the Jets, you got the Knicks, and right now. Well, let's go back to even the Yankees. Didn't the Yankees just try to throw the Daily News out of something? That that was the Knicks. And the Knicks got fined. Oh, the Knicks. The The Knicks Knicks got fined $50,000 for not allowing the Daily News into the press conference to introduce R.J. Barrett. And yet, yet, New Yorkers think everybody who's free of their (laughs) career obligation wants to go to New York all the time to make a living? Really? Here's what I would do if I were the Mets, and I think there's a chance that it could happen. I understand he used to manage the Yankees, but one of your guys from Northwestern, Joe Girardi, is out there. Why now, Joe Girardi at times has had a contentious they? relationship with the media, with the Yankees, okay. but he knows how to handle the New York media, and the next day he gets over it, you move on. That's what the Mets you know, think about. The Mets being in disarray as they left Wrigley, that, that, that puts a smile oh, on they, my they face. They did give you guys a beat down. No, the well, was, the they split the series, yeah. which is a loss for the Cubbies as far as I'm concerned. Let's take a break. But coming up, did Zion really promise to stay in New Orleans? And should the Padres tell Fernando Tatis Jr. to take it a little easier? Play. Or as they say around my way, take it easy. New York, they don't want any media, except that's what drives up all their salary. Also, two losing teams. I wonder if that has something to do with it. The Knicks. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the proven sports fuel. Technology Truths, brought to you by Geico. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's mail time, people, when we take questions from our valued viewers. Tony would never say that. <laughs> Let's get mail the first one. I'm going to read it to you, Frank Isola. Did you read Zion's comments over the weekend as a promise to stay in knowledge? All right, the, the backstory here is he was at a charity event in New Orleans, and he said he had an epiphany while he was in his hotel room. He said, it's one of these gut feelings that I had that this is right. He said, this is my home. I'm ready to stay here. So to you, does that mean I'm ready to stay here Forever or for at least the length of my rookie contract, rookie extension? It doesn't mean even through November. How old, again, is Zion Williamson? 19? Yep. Do you you remember 19? You just had a son who's 19, (laughs) all right? I remember 19, and I couldn't be sure of anything at 19 or 29. And with these guys, no. You know, it's not a promise. People need to stop reading it as a promise. People need to get their expectations in whack. How about Kyrie, who said to an arena of people, this essentially essentially is a guarantee I'm staying. And then he did a commercial where he said, I'd like to have my number retired up there as well. I think a couple of things. Number one, Zion 
is a great kid. He is. And he said he wants to say the right things. But after the draft lottery, the story came out, he looked unhappy. That was, that was be, ridiculous. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans. So I think this is We don't like his, his smile people, on camera. This is where I want to be. This is Let my me home. tell people for Zion, shut up. Wow. You people are morons and your expectations are out of whack. Let me get, I'll get, get them the in line. For you. People I are idiots now. More All than right, you ready? If you were managing the Padres, would you tell Fernando Tatis Jr. to never do this again? No, you know what this is? He tags up after a pop fly, an infield fly. Not something with an infield fly rule. He just thinks he's going to catch the second baseman napping. And he does. Two steps, a pound of the mitt, and this slide is great. I want him to do this every game. This, not those stupid, phony 218-foot home runs in Yankee Stadium in the right field, are what make baseball exciting. And guys like Tatis Jr. and Javi, Javi Baez, those guys make baseball exciting, Frank, with plays yeah. like this. And the play got reviewed, and it was, he was uh, overturned. Safe. He was safe. So at a time now where we question guys for standing watching balls that hit off the wall, and they should be on second, they're standing on first, we're now going to tell a young player like this, not to hustle. Don't hustle. Don't be daring. Don't I be bold. One of my favorite players of all time, Mookie Wilson. You know how many times he scored from second base on a 6-4-3 double play with none out? As they're completing the double play, here comes Mookie. Start at second and would score. So why would you tell a guy like Baseball's that? Why would you take that, that away from a guy? Because you know why? Because there are a bunch of people on the, the, the numbers geeks bandwagon about launch angle and home runs. It's as if much. that is exciting. Another home run. Take measure job. Stop. I'll tell you what, tagging up on a measure fly that. is That's pretty good. bold. It's pretty good. Bold. One more. Last one. Got me all sidetracked. I just want to talk about <laughs> Tatis Jr. and Javi Baez some more. Will UConn's return to the Big East make it relevant again? By it. You mean UConn? You mean the Big East? I mean the Big East. Yeah, I think it'll help both. Now, Villanova did win two years ago, and we know the Big East is a basketball conference. Always UConn has been. football, let's face it. Yeah, Villanova really won cares. twice. If I'm the Big East and if I'm UConn, you need to be together because how are you recruiting kids from the New York area to play in the American Athletic Conference? And we're going to go play Tulane. They made a football decision in in a basketball conference, Frank. We we know this having covered the Big East for years. I agree with you. It'll help make them more relevant, but you still don't have Syracuse. Syracuse left. You still don't have BC. You still don't have some of the guts of that of that conference. When I, and look, I was there for all of the glory yep. years. And football got in the way. They all thought they were football schools, and they're not football nope. schools. Not even Syracuse, which has a football history. It is a basketball school. Will this alone, UConn going back, make it relevant? It'll make it better. I'm, I'm not sure I'm, relevant. I'm telling you, if I'm Danny Hurley, it helps. And if I'm Gino Ariema, it helps as well. I agree. Ariema, it may help him as much as the, the men's program. You know, no offense, the American Athletic Conference would yeah. rather be in the yeah. Big East Conference. It'll help the, the Big East. You take team. them back, I guess. And the soccer team as well. My guy Ray Reed, i got to mention him. Thanks for your email. Let's take one last break. But still to come, is Trey Young right that he deserves? He deserves to win Rookie of the Year tonight. And should we expect the Jeopardy guy, who already has a lot of money, to do well in the World Series of Poker? How about no and no? <laughs> you didn't like How about him? that? <laughs> not neck, not neck. Smug not look, you didn't like Pardon the interruption is brought to you by the new movie, Yesterday. Billboard calls it the feel fantastic movie of the summer. In theaters, Friday. Time to get happy, people. Pardon? Happy 50th birthday, Rich Eisen. It's been 16 years now since Eisen put Bristol in his rear view and made L.A. his home and became the first host of the NFL Network. 
Now you can tune in every day to see and hear him on The Rich Eisen Show. You can catch him doing any number of things on NFL Network. He does that 40-yard dash thing. I was talked out of that. He does it every year in a suit, Frank. It's a great bit that he does. The king of Staten Island, Rich Eisen. By the way, Monet <laughs> Davis, all grown up now, 18 years old. 18. Her birthday as well. Man, he does it in a... Why's he got that jacket flapping? I got to ask Rich about that. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Dwight Howard, on this day 15 years ago. Orlando selected Howard with the first pick in the NBA draft. For a while, it looked like Howard was going to be the heir apparent to Shaq and Tim Duncan as one of the dominant big men in league history. Turns out he had one expanded moment that included leading Orlando to the finals in 2009. Since then, Frank, get this. Five teams, seven years. Is, he did beat LeBron to get to an NBA Finals. Is he a Hall of Famer? Three-time All-Defensive Player of the Year, eight-time All-Star. Is he a Hall of Famer? Maybe. Maybe. One trip to the finals. Happy trails, P.K. Subban. Still in the afterglow of his favorite basketball team winning the NBA championship, the all-star defenseman was traded from Nashville to New Jersey over the weekend in a salary dump by the Predators. It wasn't very long ago that Subban seemed like one of the most important players in the NHL. He was, and now he's on his third team in three years. What's that mean? And he only played 63 games last season. But he did hang out with you at the NBA Finals. So that was it's worth great. It. I'm happy that I'm going to remember I do. We're running out of show. Let's get to the big finish quickly. The U.S. men's soccer team beat Trinidad and Tobago 6-0. Big deal. Absolutely. Christian Pulisic was outstanding in that game. NBA Awards tonight. Trey Young says he deserves Rookie of the Year. You agree? Yes. Right after Luka Doncic, who will be Rookie of the Year. Milan and Cortina, Italy, will host the Winter Olympics in 2026. Good choice. If I'm a reporter, I want to be there. But my own, they're going to go bankrupt yes. hosting the Olympics. Jeopardy champ James Holzhauer makes his debut in the World Series of Poker tonight. How will he do? He's going to do poker like the poker guys are doing Jeopardy. Lose. Last one, College World All Series in. tonight starts. Michigan, Vanderbilt, break it down. How about Michigan? That's a great run for them. It is. Everything has worked out ever since they hired uh, Juwan Howard. But Vandy's got pitching, right? Yeah, Vandy's going to win. Okay. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app. 